In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast superhero mirror image is the one, the only. Up, up, and away. Travis Ratz here. And I say that because I couldn't think of the actual word. What's it called? An amalgam? No. What's it called when it's something that it's it's like the same thing, but it's not the same thing? Doppelganger? Doppelganger, maybe, but I don't think that's the word. Oh, or like but it's okay. you do like Superman style, like Bizarro, Travis. You are my bizarro, Travis. Yeah. On the episode today, guys, you are tuning in to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I dive deep, delve, dig, mm, peruse through the funny pages, <laughs> the comic books. And so we're doing that today. We're reading Astro City uh, by Kurt Busick and Brent Anderson with those beautiful covers by the one, the only Alex Ross, a Vertigo comic. And Travis... This is a rare thing because it's been a while since we've had a guest. Yes. So I want I want to give you the honors of, of uh, introducing the guest for the podcast. I don't know if I can share you, but I will. <laughs> All right on. So today, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, it has been a while since we had a guest, but we love having a guest. And we have today none other than our companion in podcast arms and our sister podcast i'm gonna call you i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and make that declaration right now like a sister podcast uh a, com- a companion piece if you will you know um the uh, uh one and only siri sergeant from couch crunchers podcast from ca- uh, couchcrunchers.com lance welcome lance hey guys how you doing thanks for having me insert Fan- round of applause here That's a, guys i decided i'm gonna make editing notes as we podcast now <laughs> I, if if those editing notes turn to fruition and you actually follow through on them, then and only then is it okay. Editing note: cut out the part where I talk about editing notes on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, guys, we're we're gonna dive into Astro City, Lance. You've been on the show before, so we don't have to ask you how you what was your first exposure to comics. You've shared with us how you've been exposed, and but can you do me a favor? Can, can you do yeah. me a favor? What is your, before we dove into Astro City, what was your knowledge of Astro City? What do you know about it? Had you read any of it or done any of that? I haven't. I was completely, I didn't know what I was getting into when you, when we, when you guys recommended this comic book. Yeah. Um, I had no preconceived like idea of what it was or anything like that. Ooh, like um, a, fr- a fresh pair of eyeballs. It was completely fresh. Uh, oh, right. I, in fact, it took me a while because um, there's so many different Astro City. Like, <laughs> I hope you all read the right one. That's <laughs> yeah. I hope I, so too. I read the back of an Astro Glide. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's wrong. That, that's not the right one. <laughs> I had to send a screenshot to Travis. I was like, please tell me this is the one I'm supposed to be reading. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do that. So I certainly hope that it's life in the big city, right? That's the one we're reading. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. We're, yeah. we're reading the cheapest one, hopefully. <laughs> I, you know, it's I got mine. Black. I got mine digital. So, uh, 
you know, we are reading Astro City Life in the Big City, which I believe should be the first collection. But there's it is like the 40, first collection. Yeah, there's like 40 different versions of the collections. Like there's like this one that has six issues and this one that has 12 and then an omnibus of 40 million issues. But we are reading Astro City Life in the Big City. Uh, Kurt Busick and Brett Anderson's take on. What would you what would you call oh, this? God, trip? I know because I, I don't want to say deconstruction because I feel like that is the new word. It's not I, a deconstruction. I, I think go ahead. Well, no, I, I think right, he's playing in the world of DC superheroes without having to use DC superheroes, right? Right. We get a day in the life. It's kind of like boys, it's kind of like Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen. It's kind of like if you if you're reading modern stuff and and you've read uh, Black Hammer, it's a little like you know like Black Hammer's playing in this same sort of area. Um, but it's very much uh, Kurt Busiek and, and and Anderson's take on the superhero behind the cape, right? But I mean, there's still capers and they're still yeah. like flying and fighting, but it's a little more personal. Um, right. Lance, did you ever read Wizard in the 90s, Wizard magazine? Uh, yeah, I read a few of them. Yeah, I remember because you were talking about like we we're I think I like this idea because I think sometimes one of us will read a book and kind of preview it and be like, I think we can talk about this. But this one, we just like I was like, uh, I hope this is good because I don't want like Lance to be like, why did you make <laughs> me read this? Uh, but <laughs> I remember Astro City being populated in the page because this came out i believe the first volume was or the first run was uh 1995 to 1996 so that was right in the wizard magazine prime and so these characters even though i didn't know their names like they they look familiar to me like jack in the box and the samaritan because they populated the the pages of wizard comments so i figured with all the eisners it's one how how much I'd seen these images in the '90s. I'm like, something's got to be good about this book, right? And uh, it's still going today, right? Didn't he just? It, I think do it like just a, ended in 2018. The latest run ran from 2013 to 2018. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did my research. Oh man, it's about time <laughs> someone did research. Well, we on got this a show. guest on. I gotta I gotta pretend like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Thank God, Lance, you should come back more often. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I definitely uh, I definitely felt that like Cleopatra and all those that I've seen them somewhere before, but I couldn't quite pin where I've seen them. But they also I, seem like kind of knockoffs of some DC characters. Right. You know? And and I think I think that's really what I mean, this is a Vertigo book, right? So it's it's connected to DC. And so I think that's really purposeful, right? You get to tell stories that you can't tell with the actual DC properties. Uh, but it's OK that you're really kind of like using them because you're you're working with vertigo right and I, I think this is one of those you know this is a this lets you kind of mess around in the playground right yeah uh right. with without messing with continuity it lets you tell a long form story um i would say like this seems very much like the next phase of that deconstruction that took place in the eighties. Right. Travis, like instead right. of being, instead of being grim and gritty, it ends up being like slice of life. Yeah. 
Right. I, yeah, I think I think you know it, it it is a middle ground between like the golden age of comics, like the the DC universe and the golden age, and then what the Watchmen was doing in the eighties. There's like a middle ground. It's, right. It's saccharine right. on its exterior, but I think there's there's some darkness underneath. Uh, right. Yeah. I wonder how much of this. I wonder, like Tom King, I just feel must be steeped in this stuff right like mm-hmm. a lot of tom king's writing when it comes to batman and when it comes to like what he did with vision and what he did with mr miracle very much is in this let's it's take these superheroes, yeah 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 and let's let's take some domestic looks at at what it means to be a superhero or to live around superheroes yeah right so, i, I um, want to start with uh lance let, let, i want to ask you a question let's start really macro here uh this first volume, uh, as, um, Life in the Big City, I think it's like six books, but it's an anthology, right? They're like short stories. Yeah. Well, it's it definitely not breaking new ground. I don't know, back in the, I don't even think back in the 90s it was breaking new ground doing this. But what do you think about a trade or a comic where each single issue is a short story? What are the things you like about that format? And what are the things that you, that for you... Uh, maybe you're like, oh, I really love this about the anthology format, or I and this part, I'm like, I miss. See, I so I'm I'm fine if they want to do like little short stories um, for like a anthology or something like that. But what I felt like in in I read one through six yeah. of Astro City, yeah, and I felt like just as soon as something was about to happen, it didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, so if they're going to do short stories, like I want something to happen. And I can't, or you want like find... that through line, right? You want like that X files through line where you get to, yeah. <laughs> it felt like that yeah. was kind of missing. At the end of each, of each chapter, I guess they do call them chapters at the end of each chapter. I just felt kind of like, okay, I'm excited for the next one. Cause I want to see where it goes from here. And then it's like a completely different perspective yeah. of I'm yeah. guessing the same point in time. Like, yeah, I just, I just felt like there was a lot of fluff and no payoff. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I, like, I think yeah. that first volume, I think it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, did you, you saw it a little bit with the Samaritan? He got the first story in the volume and the second story. So you get to go back and see that Samaritan again. But with that right. anthology, uh, I love short stories. I love anthology formats, but you do have to wait. I, I mean, in this, it's not the last time I'm sure Astro City brings in Cracker Jack or, you know, Jack in the Box, but you might have to wait two more years to get an exclusive, like, Jack in the Box story, right? right. I, I bet somewhere, I don't know, but I'm guessing somewhere in this publishing world, you can, they have bound together. I'm sure there's all the or Jack I'm sure the there's the list. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's a list like, Oh, you want to read the ones with where this guy appears? Yeah. You know, read, read these issues. What about I, you? you know, I think, what do you think about the, I format? think, I think I, I think I agree with uh, Lance. Like I, I, I kind of, I like the idea of taking a peek at this world. Right. Cause that's really what this is. I, it feels to me that these six, these six issues are really table setting. Yeah. Right. You meet the cast of characters. You kind of get a look at the city. You get a look at the dynamics of the team, who's in charge, all those sorts of things. But we're not going to give you a whole story because essentially it's like taking. It feels like imagine if you jumped into reading uh, Justice League in the middle of you know, like, remember when we were kids and you would get like a one-off issue 
yeah, of the right. Justice League, and you'd be like, oh, awesome. And then you have no idea who all these people are in the background. I feel like these six issues are a way to kind of go, here are the characters, here's a little bit about the world. Um, and it really is in medias rest, right? Like yeah. you're really kind of thrown into all of it. And I feel like I both agree with Lance that that like I wanted a little more payoff, but at the same time, I see what they're doing. I see that this is like your table setting six issues, and mm. then we can really start playing with these characters in this world. And I think you get that in the last issue. I think you get that in chapter six. Like, okay, now you know yeah. who these people are. Let's tell a story about them. These two. Right? Yeah. And right. I, I wonder where it goes. Because uh, I think I, I, what I liked about Astro City is that's definitely a main feature what you're talking about there, Lance, is like these little short vignettes. And I think they are table setting, Josh. But I like how if you like that stuff, if you like that format, then this is the book. Because I mean, there, you, any, you know, great creators can create their world. But I loved in here that we approach the, we meet these superheroes, except for Good Samaritan, which has his kind of own, he's the focus through the civilians in the story. So there really is like this ground level civilians looking up at these gods. I mean, if you, all the stories kind of take place on the ground, whether it's the guy who accidentally sees um, Jack in the Box or it's the reporter who um, assembles upon Silver Agent's mission or it's the woman who's coming from Shadow Hill. or it's the alien investigator guy it's we're we're coming into these superheroes but we're approaching them from the civilian's point of view so we're not we're not getting all the the cracks in the hero we're we're approaching this heroic world not from the top from the hero's point of view but from the bottom the civilian's point of view and i think that's a unique feature of astro city certainly in the time when it came out Right. I think, but we're also like a couple of those are very much, you get that piece of it. And then I would say that last issue, and we'll spend a little more time, time talking about which ones we thought were the best ones, but that latest last issue really does tell a slice of life story, focusing in on the two superheroes, right? Right. Uh, focusing in on what, what's her, the good Samaritan Cleopatra. and the wonder woman clone. Is it? Yeah. Is um, Cleopatra? Winged victory. Yeah. Winged oh, victory. Winged victory. Or, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. A winged victory. Winged victory. <laughs> winged victory. But I, I think, at least from what I know, and this is really just tertiary sort of knowledge of it, that Kurt Music ends up really just telling uh, small runs in this world, right? Like, here's my, here's a little, here's three issues about this part of the world. And then we're going to go over here and we're going to give you a cast of issues on this side of the city and what's going on here. And this run might focus in on that one character, that reporter or whatever it is for maybe a more extended, extended period of time. So I, I like, I'm intrigued to see if the start and stop goes away a little more as, as he continues on it, yeah. as, as he continues. I, I, I believe it does, at least from what I know and what I've yeah. read, that there's a little more focus moving forward. Um, I, and maybe this is all sort of, like I said, I, this really does feel like table setting. Who are these people? Who's this city? What's in this city? Right. You know, it definitely felt like a collection of origin stories. Yes. Right. Like the, right. It was like, it was like just previews of little, things like none of it was supposed to be interconnected for the most part right but it was right. interesting what travis said about the perspective of the civilians to the superheroes and i felt like samaritan the reason that we got a book that was 
his perspective was because he's that one character that was kind of like middle ground between the civilians and these godlike people. He was right. the one that had one toe in this in this side and, yeah. and on the other. So we got to see his perspective. And quite frankly, those were the most interesting stories where, you know, he was in the future and they sent him back in time to stop this right. event from happening. But he, doesn't, and he doesn't know. He doesn't really know how it does it. He's like, I don't know. I just came back to do this thing. And Hopefully it works. I don't know if it works. <laughs> yeah, they only told me what I needed to know, you know, and yeah, and yeah, it's basically uh, a Superman meets most... Terminator. It's like t- Superman yeah. story <laughs> mixed with a Terminator sto- uh, story. Yeah. yeah, I I'm curious, guys, as you as you read through this, and Lance, just to kind of pry a little bit more on that, I think you're right. I think that Good Samaritans vignettes through this are the most compelling, and it might be because we spend the most time with them. But I think it's also because it gives you the most sort of background on him, right? Like there's the whole there's that whole piece where we're learning about um, how he does his job still, right? Mm-hmm. Like you wonder, yeah. like how does Superman do his job? You mean like you might not? No one's ever told you like how does he actually report the news and save somebody from a building collapsing here at the same time that he's supposed to do this? And I love that the Samaritan essentially like takes this thing that sent him back back in time and reprograms it to do his job for him. Right. Like it's, he literally creates an AI to write his news stories for him and to edit the paper. I'm like, that's, that's such a, like, it's such an interesting way to kind of solve that problem. Right. Cause you don't need to solve that problem in regular comic books because we ask you to sort of suspend your disbelief all the time. Right. Well, right. That's, we ask you to suspend it with Superman. But here, keep, Kurt Music is like, I want you to suspend it, but maybe not as much. I want to explain some stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that's interesting is because I think reading this uh, by getting a slightly askew perspective on these heroes lives, a more domestic yeah. Tom King, a la Tom King style, is yeah. when you go back and read a Superman book now. Like it's it's tough to to not think of Good Samaritan. I mean, it's he's the equivalent of it. So like, of course, Superman Clark Kent has to be a reporter. He can't be a teacher. I can barely take a piss when I teach. I can't go out <laughs> and like save a bus, you know. And so, or when the um, Jack in the Box character, who seemed more of like a, a amalgam of. Um, uh, like Batman type uh, character, yeah. you know that yeah. that um, w- like oh like what what if he changes and someone sees him eventually like that that it's just like what would be if you, you're like I want to see who Batman is but what would be the consequences of seeing that like how would you feel this is this terrifying demon man who like hunts criminals and so right. I, I I think you what you read in Astro City it's hard to leave it behind because it is kind of this askew look at these big tentpole characters in other books. So it kind of bleeds into other readings. Right, right. So here's what I want to know. I want to know, guys, so we get we get a look at a bunch of characters in this six, epi- six episodes, six issues, six chapters. Who yeah. would you say is your, who did you find the most interesting and maybe not interesting, but which one, I'm going to add, let's ask it two ways. Which one did you find the most interesting and which one do you want to know more about? Maybe they're the same. Maybe they're different. Which one do you want to know more about? Which Ooh, one did you find more interesting? Okay. Um, I get it, so, I get yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So, Travis, why don't you start us uh, off? I think, we should let the, I think we should let Lance go because he's the guest. All right. All right, Lance. <laughs> Lance, it, which of these sort of characters did you think was the most interesting? And if Lance, you, if, you, if you pick the one I'm thinking of, 
I'm not going to tell you, but I will pick a different person. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, as far as the my favorite character, uh, it would have to be Samaritan. I I think just because we got to know the most about him um, Mm -hmm. in this little six issue, the character that I want to know more about is the alien guy i don't remember his name the martian like manhunter rep- copy right <laughs> yeah yeah that's like he's like do i send the signal or whatever like i thought that that little arc was pretty cool and i wanted to see more of it because he's kind of a lot like samaritan in that as respect that he has a respect for humans and wants them to do well and then eugene who plays um what was a jack of all trades i can't remember his name but he puts a microchip on him and then hears him saying all these like, Oh, Cracker Jack. Self- yeah, yeah, yeah. Cracker, Cracker Jack. Jack. Yeah. Puts a mic on him and Cracker Jack's like basically patting himself on the back. And he's like, are you kidding me, man? Like I gave you a shot to like prove to me that there's humanity in humans and you are just like a pompous, you know, dick. Great hair though. He's got some great hair. <laughs> he did you like know, it but, was funny how it was like all long and then somehow he tucks it off that's <laughs> what the mullet's the for like that's what the mullet is for so like when i wear that weird head thing you can't tell i have a mullet <laughs> but once it comes <laughs> off you you're like well that can't be him the, like that superhero doesn't have a mullet yeah you just gotta tuck that back part in and it's all business yeah, it's, all it's like Clark Kent's glasses. <laughs> so, yeah, Brent Anderson did most of the illustrations, but Alex Ross did the covers, and I believe Alex Ross also did the character designs. And I think the character designs, like you said, uh, Good Samaritan is like you thought the most interesting. Uh, and I, I love his design because he, like he, was, cape. he was basically tasked with like create something that's not Superman that is but still has the aesthetic. It still has the regalness yeah. and the simplicity of it. And the blue yeah. hair on Samaritan, fantastic touch. <laughs> so would you say that's your, so that is that your favorite character? Or would you, or most interesting character? Me? Or, yeah. No, that was Lance's. I said I wasn't going to pick the same thing. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> um, 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 so uh, my favorite superhero character in here uh, is I like, even though we get to see him very much, I did like Jack in the Box. Um, I loved his character design. Uh, I loved his, the way he would bring in like carny clown tricks. That was like his his way to defeat uh, people. So I really love that design, even though he's probably one of the superheroes that we heard least about. Not Actually, not the least about, but uh, certainly heard... Not very much about. The one I want to hear more about is the Hanged Man from uh, Shadow Hill. Oh, yeah. That, that is spooky, man. Like, to be like, as the morning is coming, you know, and like you just see this floating hanged man, I'm like, what is going on here? He this reminded is- me of Headless Nick. Yeah, <laughs> he reminded yeah. me of who's the guy who uh, uh, killed himself masturbating with uh, hanging uh, from Kill Bill. Oh, uh, oh the, um, the dude who the Kung Fu, the legend yeah, continues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's who I kept thinking about. That's how I thought. I'm like, that's got to be his origin story. It's <laughs> 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 just some perverted guy who wanted to get off. Um, but my favorite character was by far the reporter in the uh, the Rocket uh, newspaper man. Uh, yeah. I, I loved, I loved, uh, uh, his, uh, story, but he's a civilian. So I don't know how much we're going to see of him in the future. What about you, Josh? 
You know, I, I, I think that my, like, I don't want to repeat, but I think my favorite, I'm going to, I'm going to steal from each of you. I think my favorite character to follow around was probably Samaritan because you just get to, you got to spend the most time with him. Right. But I think the one I want to know the more, I want to know more about is Jack in the box. Right. I want to know why that's what he is. Right. Like, Batman, you get it. He fell down the well. There's the bats. They're scary. He's scared of them. He wants to scare people. Why a freaking Jack in the Box? That's why I wanted. To, I, like, did he eat some bad tacos there one time, and it strikes fear in his heart? <laughs> I think. So yeah. He well, first fear. of all, if you're ever a child and you play with a Jack in the Box, the anxiety that shit causes is through the roof, <laughs> right? So, right. <laughs> if you're a little kid, right, you know, and you're hitting the Jack in the Box, that could traumatize you enough to like, I want to strike fear in the hearts of my enemies. What does that? Like a Jack in the Box to me is pretty high up there. In fact, it's higher than a bat. Like a bat, I'm like. All right, but Jack in the Box, I'm like, get that shit away from me. <laughs> or what about ugh, combine I, them? What about a bat, a bat in the box? That would be double. A bat in a cave. It's like a little cave, and you crank it, and then the top flips it open. Plays, little, it plays Danny Elfman. stone Elf- rolls away, and Bat Jesus comes out. <laughs> it plays Danny Elfman's <laughs> Batman theme from the cartoon series as you crank it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you guys get a little bit of a of a vibe from Jack in the Box, like a Spider Man type thing when he was like kind of flying through yeah. the air and he's kind of like singing to himself a little bit? Right. No, that wasn't Jack in the Box, right. wasn't that? Uh, that was. Uh, um, Am I getting the, the other... two confused? Yeah, Jack in the Cracker Box Jack? is the clown. you clown guy. Cracker Jack is the one who's singing to himself. That's Eugene. But, yeah, Eugene's the one with the mullet. Is Cracker Jack? Jack in the Box is the clown face. Okay, Jack in the Box is the one that the guy sees in the alley chain. Right, right. I just look like if you're going to have different characters, the least you could do is name them a little little more separately, right? (laughs) It cracks a joke in the middle of it about them stealing each other's names. Right? (laughs) Oh, that's right. The IP. You got to trademark that. That's right. But I, you know, I really thought, I really thought it was interesting. I, I thought Samaritan's story was, was, Really cool. So I, maybe we didn't get Travis. You mentioned it really quick. Which character, and maybe this again just brings us back to something we've already talked about. Which character design did you think was the most interesting? I mean, essentially, they're all sort of a a cipher. Is that the word for another character in the DC universe? But but which one do you think had the best design? Um, what do, what do you think, Lance? As you're looking through those, which of those characters are like, okay, I can dig that one. I, I like that one. It, it's tough because all of them, like the first family looks like a blatant Fantastic Four knockoff. Right? Yeah. You know, and then you have that big, I'm looking through this, the panels right now. You have that big red guy that looks like he's the thing. They all have kind of some callback to another character that we've seen before i think the thing i liked the most was with the samaritan he had kind of that toga cape i did like i did like his cape it was cool like it connected to his hand and then to like his waist yeah yeah yeah. around him to his belt i thought that was kind of cool i I think you're right travis if you had to nail down one which design did you think was the most interesting or did you like the most i liked i I, like i mentioned i like uh uh jack in the box uh i'm I'm basing my uh, what I like the best. I'm looking at the back right now over the Alex Ross covers, which has each right. of the characters on the cover. Uh, I like um, uh, Cracker Jack, although I think 
I mean, Jack in the Box. Although I think Cracker Jack, it's got like an evil Knievel slash WWF wrestler vibe to it that I find cheesy and corny. Right. Uh, or like American Gladiator a little I, bit. I don't. I Gambit was the same way. I don't understand the heroes who have. I don't know what kind of mask that is where it like cut cut. Cut, cuts off of your hairline <laughs> and then your hair is just kind of bunched up around there like you're yeah. wearing like a headband but it goes around your face you all, look like a stock of broccoli all, all a gambit yeah. it just seems like unnecessarily hard to like put over <laughs> a stock of broccoli yes <laughs> no you see you pull that one up right oh, like okay. it's connected it's connected to this. You pull it on this way, and then you pull it up. Of no, I don't know if that's yeah. <laughs> you know who I thought had a good take on that was from like the, the Wildstorm, uh, I believe, was Grifter, who just had like the bandana with the eyes cut out. You guys remember that yeah. character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, yeah Wildstorm. That's a good. That's a good character design. I like that one. I think yeah. that one's good. Uh, I think if I were to pick one that I thought was interesting, the most interesting, I really did like. Um, the we just said her name, winged what? Winged what? Winged victory. Oh, victory. Winged victory. I think. I like the cranked up Wonder Woman that we're going to turn it into like an entirely like suit of armor. And then not only that, but let's give her giant wings that disappear when she's when she's not the winged victory. Right. Like I thought that was kind of cool. It, it takes that Wonder Woman thing and just ticks it up a notch. She's got the sword. She's got the wings. She's victorious. She's victorious. I thought I, I I think I like that one a lot. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was a cool one. Again, they're all Lance. You're right. They're just all like little tiny tweaks on right. characters we've already seen before, and I think that's purposeful, right? I think part of it is that we're supposed to. It takes away the need for us to like fill in their backstory all the way. We can kind of just go like, oh, it's that kind of character. I get it. Right. 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 So we don't need. 50 years of continuity we can just kind of assume that they're like this character right so jack in the box is kind of like uh is kind of like batman cracker jack is kind of like spider-man right he's that young hip kid who then well i guess like peter parker's never hip but he's like that young kid who then gets to to transform into a superhero silver agents kind of like captain america Right, right. Who I, I, you know what? That might be a, that might be a pretty sweet, of the design too. Yeah, right. Like the, it looks like the the human bullet from the Tick episodes. (laughs) Yes, it was kind of funny too. Because did you guys read the prologue? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Yeah. and in the prologue, he talk. He actually references all these other comic books. Yeah, and then you read a comic that is honestly a ripoff of those comic books <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean so well i wonder uh, i don't i don't think i like i don't know that it's supposed to be rip-off, but... a ripoff I, th- I think it's supposed to be like an homage or because he can't tell these stories with superman or at least you used to not be able to right i think like that's different now we've seen we've seen with dc Right. Well, like, and they, they were loose in their grip on what you can do with these characters. Right. Yeah. And Elseworlds right. used to be you could only tell like a quick story with them, right? Maybe it was like a prestige volume for Elseworlds. You could maybe got six issues with it, right? You couldn't tell a giant long run with an Elseworlds series. But with this, Kurt gets to spend time with, you know, these these ciphers for other characters we know and gets to tell stories you you couldn't tell before cuz DC didn't want to spend a year talking about 
the domesticity of Superman, right? But now right. they're like, yeah, sure, we'll spend a whole like two years of Batman and Catwoman getting married and this love story. And sure, we'll <laughs> let you tell this whole crazy story with the vision and how he's built himself a robot family, right? Like, I feel like some of these folks have like today writers because of the success of something like Astro City writers like Tom King are allowed to do that right they're allowed to kind of slow down the story they're allowed to not make it bombastic and insane they're allowed to just play a little bit with it right yeah right um and and I think that that's kind of the I mean I think you know you can look back on it and and there's no X-Men cipher in here, right? We don't see that, but I think that's because at its heart, X-Men is domestic at times, right? Like right. X-Men ends up being very soap opera-y that's a good point. all the time, yeah. yeah. right? So it wouldn't be fun to do that because they do that anyways. Spider-Man as well, right. Marvel in general. This, this seems to be really kind of the doppelganger of like a DC universe. Right, right. Yeah. You get to do something with it that you wouldn't normally have... That that in 1995, you wouldn't have been able to do with those characters, right? Like that's why that's why you know Watchmen is the Watchmen, and it's not, you know, it's Owl Man or whatever his name is, and not Batman, right? Oh, I can't the, what's time, right. The, the timely comic characters that they took, right? Yeah, I I want to talk about it, one of the issues in here that hit me really hard, like that. I okay. was like, this was happening in 1995. This is like every date I've been on. Uh, oh! <laughs> yes. I know you, I know you guys are, are married gentlemen, but in 2019, if you are dating, not I wouldn't even say 2016 or 2017, but 2019, this is like every other date I've been on. Like you're sitting down for a casual dinner, just getting to know each other, and then gender politics gets brought up, and it's like I fucked up. <laughs> now, so for those of you who how haven't many, how many so, dates have you actually uh, been on this, this year? happened to me a couple times <laughs> <laughs> so um we don't need to get into numbers josh uh but for those of you uh who need a reminder in the last issue of this which is why i wanted to read more because the last issue was so good uh good samaritan and the um winged uh justice victory Victory, victory. Are, are you're never gonna are, get that name right. <laughs> are basically set up on like a blind date or a date by the Justice League equivalent crew. And all you know, so they're taking over, fighting over the world. And meanwhile, these two are these two superheroes are having a dinner, and we find that winged victory is like she's talking about I, I really focus on saving women. And Good right. Samaritan's like, I mean, that's He's like, that's respectable, but I mean, like, why don't you just like, you know, save everyone? And, she, and then she has a really good response. She to does, that. yeah. And, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, step away from this, step away from this, Good Samaritan. You want no part of this. That is the secret to marriage, my friends. Whatever <laughs> step they say, away from it. You just, just go, oh no, that's away. good. I, I like that. The only thing you I didn't like be, is that you could be speaking the absolute truth, and you're wrong. Like yeah. that's just the way it <laughs> yeah. is. <laughs> Babe, if we if we if we get gas now, it's cheaper and it's closer by. Okay, you know what? You're right. You're right. We'll go. We'll go a couple miles <laughs> yeah. out of the way, and we'll pay a little bit more. <laughs> I the I would tell you, Travis. This was also my favorite issue because you got to see all of the stuff in the background, right? Like while they're dealing, like they have to literally put saving the world on hold 
or give it off to people who are not as powerful as they are, right? Mm -hmm. Like good Samaritan could just fly all to to all these places and just solve it like that. But he's like, no, I got to let stupid Cracker Jack deal with this one and he's going to screw it up, right? Like, And this is why I don't go on a lot of dates, guys. I mean, who's going to save the world if I'm out there getting chicken wings? You know what I'm saying? That's right. Who's going to podcast? I can't be here and on a date. Right. Right. I did. I did like the idea. I like this story because I like that he shows up dressed as a superhero. Right. And then he's like, oh, I must have the wrong address. And she's like, no, dude, it's me. I'm just not like they haven't seen each other yet. Like, I, that's right. interesting to me. Right. Because like it's this means it's the first time that he's seen her not as winged victory. And that's really interesting to me. Like right there. He's like, look, she's like, no, this is who I am. And he's like, oh, OK. And I, I do like that. Essentially, these two, this, these two characters are the, I seem to be the opposite of every other character. And I think that's true for Wonder Woman and Superman, also, right? Like yeah. Superman is Superman. Yeah, he has to. Right. He puts on a costume to be Clark Kent, right? Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman. She puts on a costume to be uh, Diana, right? Like Diana. She puts that on to be Diana out in the world, right? And so I think that that's a really interesting thing that like, of course, they haven't seen each other like this before. Right. Like everybody's seen Bruce Wayne because he's Bruce Wayne. Right. It like. Right. But to me, it's really it's interesting that that's that was it. And then they decide to show up to dinner all dressed up like this, but it doesn't work. I think that's great. Right. Like they're like, yeah, yeah let's go privacy barriers. Right. Right. Like, it's yeah. it's it's super great. I love that. And they're like, OK, this is too much of a hassle. We can't be ourselves. Let's go to our secret identities. And I love how schlubby Good Samaritan's like identity. So he still has that like Rock Hudson chiseled yeah, chin. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good reference. Like, yeah. But he's got like gray hair and like a cardigan on. And like he's just a little nerdier looking than Clark Kett is, right? You made him just a little a little doofier, but and wing I, Justi- wing justice is uh alter ego is like Diane Lane, like right, like 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really, I thought that I thought this one was the best story. I like that you know they got to talk about you got to get their origin a little bit in there. They got to talk about what their role is, um, and then hey. they got to get in. They got to get into a fight, right? And she literally changes in front of everybody and she's like screw you buddy and i was like (laughs) yeah that i feel like that moment is very telling it's that werewolf moment in any date when gender politics gets brought up like whoa whoa like it's all becomes like american werewolf from paris like elbows start popping out and you're like what happened (laughs) lance question for you if you had to go on a date with any superhero what do you think would be the chillest date not like i'm like this is the hottest superhero but which uh superhero out of any universe do you think would be the most enjoyable first date like laid like laid back or like fun like most enjoy yeah most of like like with your personality who do you think you you would kick ass on a uh first date with like you guys would like vibe you'd want to do the same activities oh geez that's that's tough have you thought about uh, this a lot, Travis? Have you thought about this one a lot? Do you have yeah. like something lined up? Well, for this I don't one? know what you were talking about for the last two minutes because I was thinking about this question. <laughs> <laughs> and then the answer I the answer I came up with, I was like, oh yeah, I think this would work, but then it makes me sound creepy. But Jubilee, have, is that what you're gonna say? <laughs> so creepy. Because guys, all right. So I don't I think Jubilee is over. Like, 
when I first was you just want to go back. You just want to be a mall baby. That's and eat chili fries. That's buddy. exactly what I want to do, Josh. You know me so well. Here's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to I want to meet her at like a mall food court, and the food court is right. It has those arcades in it, and then it has like a movie theater in it. So we scarf down some chili dogs with our greasy hands. We go play a little Street Fighter two, and then we're like, Hey, you want to check out the next the next movie? It's a shitty movie. That's okay. We'll go to it, and then we'll talk shit about it afterwards. Great date. I I like how your date is essentially a a date in high school, right? Like that that might be the issue why you're not finding love in Japan, buddy. Is that your date? You want to go on? You want to be back in high school? You want to go on a high school date? Listen, man, I will pay, I, I will buy all the tokens. Like the tokens are on me all night long. Look, there's this place called Dave and Buster's. There's this place called Dave and Buster's. I've taken girls to Dave and Buster's. I know before. you have. <laughs> I would. So you you know what? I'm as I'm. I'll give Lance a little more time to maybe think about this one. I think I, I think if I, this was, if this was me and this is what I'm going to do. Um, I think. Oh no, I just lost it. I had it. Now I can't think of it. All right, Lance go. What do you got? Well, I'm trying to separate like the actresses that have played these. Oh, okay. Because, because, Quite obviously, my go-to would be like Black Widow Scar- or something yeah, like yeah, that. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. who doesn't want to go on a date with Scar- Scarlett Johansson? Uh, for but- further information on that, listen to any episode of Couch Crunchers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think with me being a musician and oh. you know just singing and stuff, I think I go with Dazzler. Ooh, Ooh I like that. That's that, good. He might have stole yours yeah. too, Josh. That you, sounds like now, a lot of Josh's Now that you alley. said it, I'm like, oh, that would be great. We could just go to a concert, right? Like, that would be right. fantastic. Uh, is there a, like, I think, Travis, you stole the one who's going to play video games with me, so I don't <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think part of me does like the idea of, you know who could tell you, who could take you to some crazy places? I think Black Widow could take you to some crazy places, right? Like she knows, yeah. she knows the places that no one should go to, but you're okay going there because you're with her, right? And I feel right. like we could get into some pretty sweet bars. I don't. And I just want. I don't want to get knifed at some Berlin, you know, Scheisser club. Uh, you don't have to worry if about you're with it. Her, you're not going to get with true, her. You're not going to get knifed, right? So I, I think, I think that would be, I think that would be my. I think that might be my one. I think I think that's Black that's Widow. who it would be. I think it would be Black Widow. All right. So um, Marvel, Gr- and Marvel I'm going to tell you what, the best and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to crush your soul a little bit, Lance. I don't really like Scarlett Johansson. Oh, oh. this well, guys, we don't we don't have <laughs> we don't have another two hours in this podcast. <laughs> I, I I like I like Scarlett Johansson pre Trump era before she started trying to look like hillary clinton <laughs> uh, okay all right i just I you know what hillary clinton she, scarlett johansson kind of does it for me <laughs> i don't know that you mentioned it it might work um put that woman in a pantsuit and we'll have a good time <laughs> so out of all the stories can we agree and, and maybe this is what i'm feeling i travis and i i think you are vibing on this one my favorite was the last the last issue that was my favorite issue lance if you had to say which one was your favorite issue which one would you say was your favorite it, it's a toss-up between that one and the the alien one because i'm i'm way into sci-fi and stuff and i wanted okay. to know more about that but i think the last issue offered us the most like the most viewing like into their personal lives and how these people like go about their daily business and how hard of a struggle it is to be a hero and live with a sense of wanting to, to live like a human, you know what I mean? And although 
I never had a date like that where it was just like it would seem like their first date and they're already fighting like they've been together for 15 years. So it was it was a little weird, but um it, it more it more like a date now that I go on with my wife that I've been with for 10 years. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you go out, try to have a good time, and then all of a sudden, you know, something comes up and someone says something you know, dumb well, and that someone is yeah. land. <laughs> it usually is. It usually is. But uh, uh, no, the last episode, the last issue was the best issue in my opinion. But yeah, that I think it was the third one I I enjoyed. But the best uh, moment has to be the apartment fire, where okay. um, which one is it? Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack screens yep. my records. <laughs> that, that's good. I did like and that. He's I literally like, laughed he's out like, loud. Oops. And that's how that's how we find out who he is. Is like he's <laughs> yeah. so like of course the doof is like. No man, like my records, bro. No, <laughs> I had some real choice vinyl in there. No, oh, man, you can't find that Clapton comes. You can't find Frampton comes alive, uh, man. man. I got it. Um, yeah, Travis, would you? I I like the scoop. I like the scoop. It was a little slow start. Uh, the scoop is the one with the reporter, and he stumbles upon that silver agent battle where there's like a yeah. giant like shark people and stuff like that. Yeah. But I love I, that was a good one too. I love the button at the end of that story where he has to go back and rewrite the article over and over and over yeah. again. And I, I, th- oh, I thought and it showed the article at the end. I love that. Yeah, and it was like a bus accident or something like that. I thought it yeah. was yeah. A, such a great. I don't want to say indictment, but I thought it was such a great showing of how, like, how media is supposed to work. If you can't, if you can't, if you can't prove it, like, there's the struggle between, like, oh my god, he's got this great story. Let him tell his story, and then the way that you know media is supposed to work is like, do you have facts? Can you prove this? And they're like, nope. They're like, we can't print it. I recently just watched this week the press and or the post and. uh, what's the um, not the case? The post with Mark Ruffalo. No, the post is with uh Tom Hanks. Um, and then what's the oh, one yeah. with uh, uh Robert Redford? Um, Watergate. Yeah, yeah, the Watergate one. Uh, something yeah. men like not all the King's Men, but something like that. Um, uh, and I was like, I really loved the fact that at some point in our society, like media. Like they had a responsibility, like there was a a code and ethic to it. And here you see this guy, yeah. And here, yeah, exactly. And here you see this guy who we know he witnessed the story, but he has to trim it down to like a few taglines at the end. Uh, And I thought it was, I thought that was a great kind of uh, moment. It was funny. It was truthful. I, I thought that was a really great one. Although it was a little, it was one of the slower issues. It took, if it didn't have that button at the end of it, I would have maybe stopped reading Astro City. Right. So, yeah, that was a good, that was a good issue. He, he kind of, I think that was Elliot, the head of the newspaper. He kind of got a Perry, um, what's his last name from Spider-Man? Daily Bugle or yeah. Daily Planet. Uh, oh, Perry, yeah. Uh, uh, Perry White, Barry, Perry, Perry White. White, Barry White, Barry White, like the Perry White, the yeah, Perry White character. You're like, right. oh, I hate Spider Man. <laughs> um, you know what? I I might change as I'm flipping through again. I might change my mind on which which one I think is the best design, and it might be the old soldier from that from that issue, Travis. Oh with, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, dude. He's got like. He's got like the Lawrence of Arabia thing on his head. He's got the the sword in his hand. He's got the gauntlets. He's got the American flag. He's got the big pirate boots. Like 
that's literally every single character and they're just like nah just throw them all together it's gonna look cool and you know what it fucking looks cool like yeah. I, it, <laughs> right, it so looks rad i want to i want to before we leave i want to i want to talk about like overall like expectations versus reality what do we think about astro city would we recommend it like where where does it sit and like it's a classic book now so where does it sit what kind of respect or lack of respect do you give it but we gotta talk favorite panels we do so, we do have a favorite panel uh if you have yours lance uh we'll let the guests go first i i did now i'm trying to find it <laughs> no, no worries that's uh oh here it is do you just want to show it on i don't know how i'm it's panel 112 or page 112 this one okay perfect Here. and that what what's what's uh vignette is that in um so that is in chapter five so it's the second page of chapter five and i just thought that that one was the most um it seemed to have the most detail in it as far because i always look at the art for these things and that's kind of a yeah. struggle i have with old 90s comics is they all kind of look pretty similar uh, I got a very uh, Death of Superman feel for most of this book. Um, but this yeah. panel specifically, um, this panel specifically was my favorite just because it shows the uh, the catastrophe that the team is dealing with. Yeah, yeah. right. No, I, I dig that one. That's at page 113. It's the 112. The, I think. Well, 112. OK. And it, uh, it gives Brett Anderson a chance to do that kind of panel like the one we right, the, right. The, what we're so familiar with and seeing in the in in these big books right i love um, full page panels like that yeah it is one giant lovely i think it was probably as a digital reader it's probably a two-page spread because it turns into the you have to turn your thing sideways to see yeah. it all. it's probably like one big two-page spread which is really nice i do like it that might actually be now that i see it that might be our x-men that's probably our x-men amalgam but you don't spend any time with them right because you get you've got uh, I think that is probably Jubilee with the hat backwards. If I'm, yeah, if I'm correct, uh, Travis. Yeah, so there she is. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> Jubilee. Um, so Travis, what's yours? Uh, I liked on uh, digital. It's uh, page sixty-seven. It is in the Jack in the Box uh, story. Uh, it is the one where I'm up here. It's a creative panel. It's where Jack in the Box is popping out of the newspaper headlines describing Jack in the Box. So you have this really intro. Oh, that didn't show up well. Um, you have this really interesting. Uh, oh yeah, I like that of, a lot. Uh, like five newspapers with headlines, and then in front of that, in the foreground, you have Jack in the Box defeating enemies in different ways. Like today, it would be the best described as a PNG. On <laughs> that clean white background, um, yeah, yeah. and I, I like that because it's. I love creative p panel layouts, and I think that's one of the more creative panel layouts in this book. And it tells a story. Like you get a lot right there about who. That's probably one of the the most you get about who this Jack in the Box character is. Like mob war becomes surprise party. We now we understand that he is like he's kind of like more of that mob, you know, like a. Uh, Punisher, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, he's like an anti-hero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, I think if I let's see, if I'm gonna pick one, um, oh man, I, I think I kind of like this. Where's it at? I just saw it. It's one with the hanged man in it, and it's a really simple panel when she's leaving in the morning. Where's oh, and where's she's lo she's looking up at him. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So I, I think it's it's that. 
On mine, it's page 96 in the e-reader, but it's 101 in the book. So the bottom of the page says 101 on the actual page. But in my digital version, it's page 96. And so it literally says, like, I nod to the hangman. Like, it's just so, it's so matter of fact, right? Um, That you and I reading it, we're like, well, that's so screwed up. But we don't know the story about this place that she lives, this part of Astro City. Um, So I thought that was like, that just was super creepy. And then you also have no idea why. And I kind of like the mystery behind that. And I think that that's, if that's actually a superhero and not just like some weird dude who floats around this part of town, um, I would be. Yeah, I would really be interested to see. I'd be, I, I think that that's kind of a, it's a very simple design, but very cool. I, I really do like that solid black body with the sort of uh, scarecrow mask with the new sound. I think it's kind of interesting. So, Travis Rats, Josh Buckley. Who? Oh, if we're gonna, if if we're gonna, if we're gonna, uh, if who? I, oh, wait, there was another part of your question, right? You said the panel, no, no, and then uh, yeah, you said so you wanted wanna, to ask something. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to ask, like, so like, our, our general thoughts. So, uh, because we haven't, we, we didn't start off, with, I'm glad we don't start off with, like, did you like it, did you not like it, you know? Because I, 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 I think that one of the things that we try to do on Comic Exposure, certainly it works for me, is by the time we end the episode, I usually have a slightly different appreciation or whatever it is yeah. of the book. So I like to hold general thoughts to the end. Um, That's smart. But what, what, what do you think overall on this book? Astro city is one of the things that you walk into any comic shop, you will see a section that has Astro city on there. It is whether we like it or not, it is a pillar of comic book history. It made a big impact. And one of the things we've been doing on this podcast lately is going back and reading those tentpole books. So I, whether I like those temple books or not, I always like having them in like my, in my Your knowledge base. Yeah. My your repertoire. Yeah. You guys have been, excellent about finding words for me today because i have been <laughs> not on point um and uh so with that setup what what do we think now that we have consumed what was a, a major title for a long time you know i i see the importance of a book like this right i see the the long-term effects of this i would tell you this is one of those things where i would love to be able to go read a bunch of them, to go really read it. But I right. just, I just don't know that I, because of how long it is, because of how big it is, it's like, can I commit to that? Right. Yeah. I am really, I, I am really interested in what happens with it. And, and seeing this, this just being the beginning of it, I'm like, well, it's got it. Like, I'm sure he does some really cool things with just this, idea right um so i am very intrigued i i like what i think it lent to comics Mm -hmm. right i like like i said i don't think you get tom king without this i don't think you get you know this sort i don't think you get jeff lemire and what he does with uh superheroes without this you know i don't think you get black hammer i don't think you get those things without astro city right i think i think astro city i think uh watchman begets astro city and but astro city's the less like crappy ver- like the last dark menacing version of it yeah, right yeah, yeah. right and then that allows good, pull- Tom good, King- good pullback josh on that right <laughs> I, look, look i i you know we've i don't love the watchman yeah, yeah i don't i also don't like 
I like that's one of those books where I'm like, dude, it's just it, it's too... a ne- it's a necessary read though. Like some people really no, love I it, but totally it's, it's like it's like Scarlet Letter or Moby Dick. You're like, are they really like that enjoyable to read? But like, you right. gotta read it. <laughs> or uh, Catcher in the Rye. It's not a good book, but you know why it's important, yeah. right? Like, but I think that this is. I think I enjoyed reading this more, and that's the problem is because Watchmen's done and final, right? Like I got a whole thing out of it, so it's hard for me to say that whether I like this more or less, yeah. I would have to read a whole lot more of it to make that judgment. But I did like it. I do like what I think that it influences. Um, but I don't know that I like it enough to commit to reading a lot of it. Yeah, you're not running yeah. out to get more. Yeah, okay. No, I, like I finished this and I wasn't like, all right, I got to get the next piece of it. I'm yeah. interested, but I don't know if it's next on my list of things to read. Lance, what, what did you think? Um. It's it's tough because if I read this and this was all I was ever going to read, I probably wouldn't give it that great of a rating. Right. But knowing that there's more, there's certain characters I'm interested in reading more about and other ones I'm not. And how do I find the books dealing with those certain characters <laughs> or do right. maybe some of these characters improve over time? Um I do think Watchmen's a better book than this, but I'm with Josh. I'm not a huge fan of the Watchmen either. Mm. Um, and I think it's mainly because of that style of art, like mm-hmm. art comic books now are just light years ahead as far as art is concerned compared to what we had. I, I think that there's then. this, I think this eighties and nineties style can get pretty, there's a lot of it that looks the same. I think you mentioned that earlier. Like it was really hard to say that this was any different than reading another book, you know, death of Superman is what I kept calling back to on some of the panels. It's very nineties. You know, it's very, sometimes it's hard to get over that nineties. Right. Right. Right now I'm reading absolute carnage that has some of the best art I've ever seen in a Marvel book in the last 10 years, probably like, it's just fantastic art. And then you look at this and this looks like it came out of the newspaper, some of it. And, um, and I just want more, if if I'm just going to read something for the for the words in it, I'm going to pick up a book. You know what right. I mean? And develop my own picture about what's happening. But it's tough reading something like this where the picture's there and then it takes a little bit away from the imagination as far as what's happening when the art's just not living up to form. Yeah. The, the part that I had the biggest issue was is just there wasn't... There was a lot of interpersonal stuff, but there wasn't a lot of action and i would have wanted more of a balance between those two yeah Um, i think i think i would say resolution to some of that interpersonal stuff too right like that's the piece where i'm like had you given me more resolute like had had i gotten more of a resolution on those interpersonal things then maybe not having as much action would have would have not bothered me as much right because there would have been a payoff an intellectual payoff if not a right explosive payoff right uh, Travis, what did you think? Yeah, I, I'm with you guys on a lot of it. I probably, so from the conversation, I probably liked it the most out of the three of us. Uh, but again, that's weird because I don't, I'm not going to rush out and get more of it. I, I love, what really got me was I love the anthology style. Uh, I like, because I think you could take any one of these short stories and you don't need just to read too it. much Burkowski. You just read too much Bukowski, dude. That's <laughs> just like, that's you. <laughs> and like, because me, uh, 
the I thought of sitting down and writing like a whole world and a whole universe or having to create a whole superhero is too intimidating. But sitting down and writing a short story about a, a, a guy who sees a superhero unmasked or a reporter who comes across this large battle and he, he's unable to report it or a date between two superheroes, that seems much more manageable to me. So maybe as like, you know, like like punk rock, you know, like one of the reasons right. I think we all like punk rock is because when we're kids, we're like, I can play that. Yeah. <laughs> I can play that. You know, and, and what is it that Johnny Johnny Ramone said? Uh, we play really intricate rock and roll, but we just play it really fast. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You know? And so I, I I like this from a creator standpoint of like, oh, I kind of want to sit down. If I had to write, what what would I? Right. What superhero story would I write? I don't want to write 100 comics. I don't want to write a novel. I don't want to do a TV series. But like, what would it look like if two superheroes went on a date in like 2019 and one of them was wearing a pantsuit, you know? Um, So maybe I'm selfishly approaching it from that. But I think that that I really like the anthology style. What I would need is like sometimes Spotify will have a celebrity curate their favorite like songs and put it on a playlist. I want like so like uh, I want. Com- a comic book writers to come up with their pull list of like their favorite 10 um, Astro City stories. It's and, out there. It's uh, got to be out because there. I want to know like what Jeff Lemire's I'll read what Jeff Lemire thinks the 10 best Astro Cities are. Yeah. I'll okay. read what Tom King thinks the best uh, 10 Astro Cities are. But like, like you said, like I don't know if I'd have the stamina to sit through the filler issues of Astro City. You know, right. And and like hearing, I mean, you know, I, you know, I am a devoted listener of iFanboy, right? And they spend a lot of time, like they talk about Astro City when the new stuff came out and they're like, yeah, this is one of those issues where you didn't really need to read it. And I go like, okay, then that makes me go like, that's the one downfall of the anthology, right? Yeah. There's little short stories where you're like, oh, that wasn't very good. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes there's a, there's a punk song that's not very good. And you go yeah. like, why is this one on the album, man? Yeah. Like, it's two right. and a half minutes. We're, you looking just at, thrown, we're, we're looking at you, some 41. You're you could have just thrown it out, right? <laughs> um, but but I will tell you, I, I'm I think like for me, the art like to to bat we you know, we usually spend a little bit of time talking about art. So let's just wrap this conversation on on this. I with with a quick discussion of art, Lance, you already kind of touched on it. I've been reading a bunch of old stuff right now, so I wasn't as I wasn't as I'm I I agree with you, Lance. If I'm going to read a comic book, I want to love the art, right? Otherwise, what's the point? What's the point of the medium if the art's not good? And when Travis and I were a little more outreachy and we were trying to like have more comic guests on, people would send us a lot of work. And there's stuff that just never made the show that we didn't invite people on with or we didn't talk to people about. Um, And there's just sometimes where you go like, that's not the greatest thing. And so what's the point of doing, what's the point of doing this visual medium if it's not going to look good. Right. You know, unless it's like South park, which is purposefully supposed to look bad. Yeah. The art, the art should be the main course, the entree in a comic book, you know? Right. And now there's different tastes. People have different flavors of that, but whatever, whatever style you choose, it should be premium. Right. And I would say like the art in this didn't bug me all that much. And I think that's because right now I'm reading uh, a death in the family. Like I'm reading old Batman, a death in the family and I'm reading uh, an old Legion of superheroes book. Right. Cause they were super cheap on comiXology. I'm like, Oh, I've never read a death in the family. I'll go back and read, you know, some, some old Batman. Cause I've, I've been on this year long a cheerful way to say, I've never read 
a death in the family. I've never <laughs> read it. Um, but I'm on like this year long kick of reading old Batman. It start. I reread and Travis, I've said this a thousand times, but I reread the whole like uh, Nightfall. Nightfall saga, like the whole thing, all nine volumes. I read them all back to back. Uh, and so right now I'm, I just grabbed some stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm interested in it. But I think like, that's just that art style from that time. Yeah. And so it's just part and parcel for, for what you're going to read from that era. Right. And I think the one thing though, I think why Watchmen looks better is because the colors in Watchmen are a lot better. Right. Yeah, sure. The colors yeah. in what the palette and Watchmen just feel better than the palette and this one. And again, you know, it changes the art gets better. The art changes. So I'd be interested to see. And don't you know, forget those, different... those, those covers, man. You could put those in a coffee. Oh, man. You could put those in a coffee table. Okay, book. The, the covers are fantastic. That's I've because Alex Ross is great. Alex yeah. Ross yeah. is great. We, so I Travis... always forget how great Alex Ross is because he's not that prolific. And uh, it's it's just like, ugh, put these on posters and put them like adorn my life right. with them. Right. So what did <laughs> so you, what every... you think? Oh, I'm go sorry. Ahead, go ahead. No, please, no, no go ahead. Lance. Oh, I... I was going to say every Comic-Con I go to, they have a little Alex Roth booth. And my the first image that always pops in my mind is that Superman where the bullets are flying off of his chest. Yeah, yeah. You know or like, the, like king, the, the Kingdom Cove, the Kingdom Come cover, you know, like. Oh, that. yeah. Or, yeah. Any, or yeah. anything or like in Marvel's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alex Ross is just amazing. But go right. ahead, Josh. So, so Travis, to, to kind of wrap up, what did you think of the art overall? Any Anything to add to that little piece of what we're saying? Or what did you think about it? Yeah, I, I, I thought like it's it's very '90s. I don't I don't think that uh, Brent Anderson was ha- showed off any particular unique aesthetic in in his style, um, and that's probably on purpose in, in as part of that like that bizarro mirroring of uh, the DC world right. and what DC was doing with their art at the time. As Lance said, with Death of Superman, it's around that same time. You know, um, yeah, so, it's very house. So I right? think I think in order for this this experiment to work that they're doing, it, it needs to look like yeah. what the what the universe looks like. Um, if yeah. they, if they were, I, I haven't seen the new Astro Cities, I don't know if the art in the new Astro Cities mirrors more what's going on the DC universe house style the last you know five years or not. But I I got a feeling it probably would if, if this experiment is going to continue. So. I like. You know, to to follow with that, if you want to know what this looks like with weirdo indie art, go read go read Black Hammer, right? Like that's that I mean it's the same sort of like uh, the same. That's it's genre. Char- that's more genre. It's a little bit more genre based, though, right? Like as yeah, far- no, Bla- Black Hammer is very much this. Let's let's take some DC characters and do something different with them. Yeah, but the art is very indie. I mean, I I really I really dug it. Uh, I kind of fell off of it just for necessity and sanity's sake because I just didn't have time to read a bunch of stuff at that point. I'd like to get back to it, but now it's at that point where, oh man, I have to buy like five volumes to catch up, and that's tough. But that's me with Saga. Uh, I am all. I think I'm all caught up, but Saga hasn't come out in forever. So yeah. like, now's the time, man. All you yeah. got is time to catch up. But yeah. I, you know what, um, Lance. Thank you so much well, for coming uh, on the uh, before show. We, before, oh, wait. We, before we say goodbye, I know we're, we're going longer, but we don't usually have a guest. So, uh, Lance, yeah. uh, I, you know, I, I want to make sure people know if they haven't um, about where uh, what cu- Couch Crunchers is. But what do you what have you been enjoying lately, man, in the, the geek culture? What it, what's what, what's been stuck in your uh, your geek brain? Um, well, I mean, we've been catching up. My wife and I have been catching up a lot on um on all these different Amazon shows, the boys being the most recent thing that has really like 
been a love of mine. I mean, that show is just a masterpiece. But I've been reading Absolute Carnage. I've been reading House of X. Uh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, trying to get reacquainted with the uh, the Marvel stuff because they've let me down for quite a few years. But you're reading Powers new... of Ten too, right? With the House of X. Yeah, I okay. I need a. I've only read the first issue of each, so I need to get back okay. into it. I have them oh, all man. in my iPad here. Oh man, oh. I I haven't but, read the uh, I haven't read the one that came out this week, but it's it's on it's on my agenda for tonight. So, a- absolute carnage has been my favorite though. I've heard I've really heard it's good beautiful. things. Yeah, yeah. I just absolutely hate carnage, so it's hard for me to. <laughs> really? It's hard for me. Yeah, I I I I hate venom and I hate carnage, and I think it's because like I hate any villain that is just the opposite of the character. So I'm like, Ugh. like, I know that it's not, I know that it's not, but there's on the outset, I'm like, just can't we just, can't he just fight the vulture? The anti-Spider-Man, right? Josh, right, right. Josh hates hardcore or nineties metalheads. <laughs> See like Venom, Carnage, Ghost Rider, like all those were my favorite characters growing up because of the way yeah. the art was drawn. It's right. a lot of like, I I think Ghost Rider's fine. I, I like Ghost Rider. Yeah. I I don't know what my problem is with Venom in and it might have been like I read too much Spawn, and so when I see Venom in in uh, in Carnage, I'm like, all right, I read every Spawn issue when I was a kid. I don't need any. I don't need any more of this in my life. I don't know. But it's supposed to be really good. What he's doing on it right now. Trying I've heard to, it's trying, great. Trying I've heard to it's tie really up good. All those loose. It's really ends. good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it gives um, Eddie Brock a lot of humanity in well, in good. this book, and and it's it's a it's good. I wasn't a fan of the the movie. He's one of my favorite characters in the I movie. Actually kind of like the movie. I, I actually like the movie. I actually like the movie. My uh, wife actually liked it. Gabby was like, this really? Is way yeah, like she's not. I mean, like we watch all the Marvel movies and she likes that. But she, I didn't expect her to like it. And she's like, I kind of really like this one. <laughs> well, you guys I'm saw the you, Lance. that broke today, right? Yeah. So Lance, where can where can folks find Couch Crunchers and can find you on the internet? Where they where can they find that? Uh we're on couchcrunchers.com. Um and when you go to couchcrunchers.com, you can check out trailers, reviews, opinion pieces, everything on there. Uh every other Saturday we're on YouTube. Um and then every that following Monday we'll have our podcast episode up. Uh we've got a few things in the works where we're um coming out with a video game podcast that's going to be kind of piggybacking on couch crunchers and stuff like that so we're kind of creating this whole like little console little, crunchers is that what you're yeah, gonna we're gonna have to send you royalties or something <laughs> but um no i mean we just like to get together and have fun and talk about the things that we we like to talk about and hopefully people like that stuff too and if if not i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> but, but right. uh, no, couch crunchers.com is where you can find everything couch crunchers yeah that what awesome. their website is really easy to use it's really clean it's really easy to find things things are cured unlike our website which is just complete garbage hey i think there's a link 
garbage. There's a link on our website to your website. Yeah. Oh, we well, actually, then there you go. And we'll pull up. <laughs> I, then I've, your web... <laughs> I've, I've, I've did some cleaning up of the website this week, and we got... Really? Stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk on the next episode. I got I got some things um, I'm, I'm hatching up, Josh. Don't I, worry. I like that right now. Travis is in, like, a, com- a comic exposure renaissance right yeah. now. I think he's a little mad that I have another podcast that I'm doing. And <laughs> no, what what's your other podcast? I was going to ask you about not that. on this podcast. I refuse. To- <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. And we'll talk after. This no, show. please. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. I, no, it's it's not. It's not a big deal. So, anyways, anyway, guys, I want to remember- explain. I want to explain. Here's the thing. I don't. Yeah. My, this job, sixth graders, is a lot easier. I have a lot more time, and I don't have a theater to run. So I have to do something creative. I have to have a creative I love, outlet. No, I, and comic I love exposure you and I love it. is all I got. <laughs> I love you and I love it. That's good. Stay so, tuned for uh, Travis Ratz's short stories called Travis Ratz's City. Uh, <laughs> Rats, Rats Row City. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on the internet at www.comicexposure.com. I'm just there right now and you can see our brand new comic exposure mascot. Bruce, the comics kaiju, is front and center on the comics and the comicsology website. Bruce, the comics kaiju is there because uh, Travis knows how much I love it. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to just laugh just a little bit, you should go check us out on www.comic uh, at facebook.com slash comic exposure. And you can see this ridiculous comic picture of Travis and I that he commissioned. It is that, the greatest thing I've ever seen. Is it, the is most, it is the most wonderfully homoerotic picture of the two of us draped in capes. It's it's just beautiful. Hip, it hip, really is. When can I get it on a T-shirt, guys? Where's my T-shirt? It's, I, I think I think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. You can find us on all your podcast things. Uh, you know what? Give us an, a good review. It doesn't have to be five stars. Four stars is fine. I'm not gonna be greedy. I'll take your four stars. It's fine. Uh, and go ahead, tune in, check us out, tell your friends, tell your mom. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at comic uh, at comic exposure. We tweet occasionally. Uh, I'm getting better at it. I, I, I dropped some I, you tweets know what? recently. I'm you did, on it, Josh. Tra- I'm, I'm <laughs> handing all social media power over to Travis Rats because I am too damn busy right now. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Lance, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. We're going to have to find time to come back on Couch Crunchers and talk about, I don't know, whatever thing you want us to talk about. Josh's we'll love of Venom. We can talk about my love of Venom. Uh, we can talk about my love of, uh, I don't know, dude, my love of 80s Marvel graphic novels. You want to go in deep? We'll go in deep, buddy. We can <laughs> we can talk about it. Uh, I actually, random thought, and I know that we're done, but I did read some really weird French graphic novels from the 70s because uh, they got re-released on something. Dude, they're so batshit crazy. Mm. I have no idea what's going on in them, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful as is all get out. Too Gorgeous. Much, too much bush for me in those 70s uh <laughs> in French 70s, graphic novels. 70s French graphic novels. Almost, almost. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. And on that note, we'll see you next trade.